0: Hello, and welcome to another special report from Catholic Family News. I'm Brian McCall, Editor-in-Chief, and I'm happy to be jo- joined today by uh, CFN reader George Totkus. So welcome today, George. Thank you. Um, so one of the things we like to do in these programs, we interview various people. We also like to highlight um, different things that Catholics are out there doing different resources that that may be available. And that's why we've invited George, uh, on the program today, uh, because he has, uh, some products, um, uh, books, particularly about lives of the saints uh, that he's been producing for some time. And he's going to tell us a little about that. So why don't we start, we were emailing and you told me that your idea for this, this uh, whole venture uh, came from a Catholic family news article. So maybe tell us a little bit about that.
1: All right. So uh, initially I, um, I was publishing a comic strip called uh, a that was a uh, serialized in uh, weekly papers up and down the east coast um mm-hmm. but i started kind of looking towards settling down and uh changing careers and uh you know the the comic even though it was it, it was morally uh focused it wasn't so much focused on the faith so i figured mm-hmm. since uh since i didn't have to make anything that was necessarily marketable to a secular audience i should probably give everything i had back to god so uh you know, I'd come to tradition a few years earlier, and I'd been reading through the Catholic Family News old newspapers that my uh, fiance and my wife uh, used to give me. And then I was going through a there's an online article on in Catholic Family News about a a story about Saint John Bosco, and mm-hmm. so uh, I I was inspired by that, and that was my first my first uh, story in this series. And series has now lasted about 18 years, um, but that was the first one. It was the that was the impetus. The second one was a story on uh, a Chinese martyr. Um, that was a little girl. It was a story both told by uh, Archbishop Fulton Sheen. Mm. And those those two made my first issue. So,
0: and about what what time period is this? When when did you read this and get started? About uh, two thousand five. 2005. Okay. So I think you mentioned to me, uh, you, before pursuing studies in, in nursing, you did a degree in, uh, graphics, which is where you obviously mm-hmm. acquired this, this set. Uh, so that's wonderful that God, you know, provides opportunity for skills that, that you can share. Um, this is uh, your website or your, or it, mm-hmm. um, where, uh, you mentioned crunk, the, the, Again, not secular, but the, the not specifically Catholic uh, right. uh, comic strip you're working on is available. And then These Lives of the Saints. So you, you mentioned sort of a series. How often do you come out with one?
1: Uh, annually. Annually. Okay. Yes.
0: And why? Yeah, so you mentioned was, yeah. oh, good. oh, Keep, keep no, going. No, go Well, you mentioned comics. Oh, and uh, as so you can so see. So, annually,
1: there were a few yeah. years. Like, uh, I skipped a few years earlier, but now it's totally annual.
0: Okay. Um, and you mentioned comic, and as people can see uh, from these, they're, I mean, to me, I, I'm not an expert, but they look kind of like mid-20th century sort of comic book type um, design. So why comics? Why? What do you think telling these stories in this form, uh, what, what's what's unique about it? Why is it a good medium uh, to get this information out? Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Well, it's a very strong medium. Uh, It's both both a, you know, obviously a written and a pictorial medium. And so that makes a kind of stronger uh, medium. If you kind of look into anybody that's done studies into media, like Marshall McLuhan, who is a uh, Catholic convert who was converted by G.K. Chesterton, or I mean, through the writings of G.K. Chesterton, um, he definitely said comics was a cold medium, and a cold medium meaning that You could kind of it works almost in the term on the same kind of terms of games or puzzles um and so in that sense it's very strong because you have the both the pictorial draw and you have a you know the written the draw the written word so both of those together make for a very strong medium and so you know there's not a lot of back in the uh was it the the 40s to the 70s there was a comic series that came out called treasure chest and that is kind of the uh the the penultimate uh Catholic comic because it was published for the longest time um and then ceased publication in the 70s when you know the winds of change
0: were a blowing right <laughs> wow. so y- you called it a-, a cold medium what do you mean by by cold uh well it's it was
1: his definition of the term uh okay. basically the idea is that uh the reader fills in the gaps so mm. the uh, so the place and the time are kind of hinted at in the backgrounds, but it's not very specific. Um, and that was his observations of the way it looked then, which would have been like the 1940s to the 1960s or so. So it'd be interesting mm-hmm. to see what he would think of it now if he were still alive.
0: Hmm, interesting, interesting. Um, well, it so it does sort of force you, I'm mean, more than just sort of reading attacks or obviously watching you know, fill in more, at least to me, it would seem like you have to have a more active imagination when interacting with it. Mm -hmm. Is that, I mean, do you think that's fair? Yeah, Because you do, as you say, you get get uh, these snippets, yes.
1: Yes. Yeah, and the reader kind of fills in the gaps. uh, And Mm -hmm. so it makes the reader kind of more of an active participant, as opposed to Mm -hmm. kind of just a passive observer. So a more passive medium would be something like film or television, where Everything's filled in. You just kind of sit there and watch, you know.
0: Hmm. So um, I think you've also mentioned, in addition to these lives of the saints, you've done done one about Our Lady of Fatima recently. Is that right?
1: Hmm. Yes. Yes. And I've been working on this uh, book for about seven years. Um, it's uh, the most completely comics treatment of the Fatima story uh, I would say ever made that I've ever seen. Um, it's two hundred and twenty-five pages, uh, full-colored. Fully illustrated. Oh, wow. um, so most Fatima stories they start with you know the the children and the, it kind of ends at the miracle of the sun, which mm-hmm. you know granted is a good ending, but there's a lot of a lot of their lives that happen after that that none of the stories that I've seen have really gone into. So for instance, mm. Jacinta and Francisco, you know, dying of the flu. Um, you know Lucia uh, joining the sisters uh, Saint Dorothy and then later joining the Carmelites um, you know her death the uh, the consecration or the the attempted consecrations and things like that so <laughs> it goes into all of that
0: interesting as you bring it all the way up to current times the story that that's yes. excellent yes Wow. Um, now, it, some of these uh, seem similar. There's a little book that I've seen we used with our children. I think it was called Know Your Mass, mm. which is yeah. maybe from the 1950s. It oh, had little real. cartoon, similar mm. cartoon drawings uh, with explanations about mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. the mass. And I know our yeah our children yes. that and the you called Treasure Chest, Treasure Box. They weren't cartoons, but the Treasure Box uh, books. Mm. Or another good good resource. So these are available mm. only through your website, or how, how can people uh, purchase these books?
1: Uh, yes, through my website, and I will be at the uh, Catholic Identity Conference, too. So uh, coming up and, this September 29th.
0: And you'll have some physical books with you or to sell? Oh, uh,
1: physical books there, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll be selling my books uh, right next to my wife, who's uh, who makes uh, scapulars by hand. She'll be selling those.
0: Oh, great. Did she just Brown Scapulars or what does she, what does she make?
1: Yeah. Brown Scapulars for right now. Uh, it's uh sweet sacramentals is her, uh,
0: is her company. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Well, and again, the uh, website is studio. So T-A-U-T-K-U-S studio, all one word.com. And I'll include that uh, in, in the link. Uh, where are you seeing orders coming from? Is it mostly the U.S. or uh, what, what are mostly parts of the U.S.? Where where, where, do you, where do your books seem to be ending up?
1: Mostly the U.S., but uh, really all around the world. But, yeah, mostly the U.S.
0: So of the various Lives of the Saints that you've done, do you have a, a particular favorite, one that's uh, most, most dear to you? I think uh – I, I
1: really love the Fatima story. I love the Fatima children. Um, I think, second to that, perhaps, would be uh, Saint Vincent Ferrer, which is not a commonly known saint, but who worked amazing miracles that not many people know about. He would stop people from falling in midair. Um, he would just sprout rings and fly on to go give a next sermon. Um, he lived in times much like ours, where uh, there were numerous, you know, there were a few people contending for the papal throne. Um, and god gave him a mission he said convert more people or i'm going to end the world now yeah. so it made for a really great story
0: yeah he's not not always the same would jump first to mind in terms of you know maybe a child story i mean he's uh, he was interesting very much for our time though i mean he he was considered the uh the saint or the prophet of the apocalypse i mean, they mm-hmm. a lot of people thought perhaps there was a you know the world was going to end or there's at least a really good Foreshadowing of the end of the world in uh, in his time, and so he had a lot to say about kind of what to expect from the Antichrist and and those end times. So again, yeah, very interesting saint. Um, I notice you you subtitle uh, many of the books "Lives of the Saints" or "and people who lived saintly lives." So, what is that subtitle supposed to to capture?
1: The idea is to uh, it's kind of a play in words. You could put it play it yes. forward and then reverse it. But the idea is to open up the series to people that might not have yet been canonized but you know who live lives that are worthy of emulation uh for instance like a um the girl in my first book she was a little girl she was a chinese martyr um she uh her priest had been locked in his rectory Um, the communists went in and spilled the hosts all over the floor she hid she came back for a number of days and yeah. consumed every single host on each day before doing holy hour and then was martyred at the end. So not canonized, but great story nonetheless. And then uh, inspired Fulton Sheen to uh, do a holy hour uh, every you know every day for the rest of his life.
0: Yes, but in addition to a f- story f- worth telling, you know. Absolutely. In addition to Fulton Sheen, I think if I remember right, that story is also in Uh, the National Catholic Reader, one of the readers we used to to homeschool our younger children, because that there's a story about her and then a little boy, another Chinese boy martyr uh, in that, that as well. Um, But again, here are uh, the books. This one, I think that's on the screen now is the, the the final one in the Our Lady of Fatima Mm -hmm. series. Is that right? The conclusion? That's correct. I don't,
1: it's the final in the series. Um, I don't have the uh, final collection printed yet, but it'll Mm -hmm. be printed for the Catholic Identity Conference. But it's all you could buy them all separately, or just have it all as one edition at the Catholic Identity Conference,
0: right? And and yes, yeah, this is the four uh, part four of the four part uh, series. And again, if you're looking for resources, really very, I mean, very reasonably priced. Uh, printing is not uh, as we find out cheap these days. Uh, cheap so again, many of these are are you know really certainly very uh, very affordable. Um, so anything in the future you plan to just continue producing these or what what does the future look like
1: yeah i'll continue producing them i'm uh my next plan is for a uh, book on um saint mary of the desert um Mm. also kind of a little known saint but very much a saint for our times she she was one of those people that lived a sinful life and really kind of liked her sinful life Uh, (laughs) and then eventually converted and became a great saint um Mm. But uh, the other series that I'm working now is actually a fictional series uh, called Mister Mortification, and uh, yes, the, the idea is yeah. to have yeah to have this kind of uh, you know this the answer to like oh you know you go out there and you'll say oh this superhero is Catholic that superhero is Catholic things like that <laughs> um, so you, it's something that exists within the uh, the medium but you know what would it look like from a Catholic point of view so uh, it's a parody of a uh, comic called Mister uh miracle who was a man that would uh he was a super escape artist so uh he would escape these uh you know these perilous situations uh but mr mortification does not escape and in fact puts himself in more perilous uh you know situations uh and offers that all up so he's Mm -hmm. a penitent basically you know if uh, anybody's familiar with the term you know the phenomenon of penitence they would you know they would go through uh you know town squares Kind of anonymously and do penance for the, the sins of the town uh very big in Italy um so he's kind of he kind of carries on that tradition and and amongst that I can I can put in you know humor uh you know you can put in slapstick uh, you can put in doctrine um you know there's there's scenes where it's like you know there's an asterisk and like C fourth ladder and council things like that <laughs> so uh something I can have a lot of fun with uh you know it's kind of like a side project.
0: So, yeah, if you're not happy with what um, Disney has done to the old Marvel comics, <laughs> here's an alternative for, as you say, a, a Catholic supernatural hero, maybe instead of a superhero, yeah. right? Excellent. Well, I think in addition to the comics, you've also mentioned you do uh, a bit with music. Can you tell us a little bit about that that part of your life?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just kind of the uh, kind of music I made on my own uh, in Richmond and stuff. I would use... Uh, uh, like uh, children's instruments things like that um most recently I put out a song that was uh was called the, the Christ mass song which is uh basically a folk song but it's it's about how uh how secular you know these Christmas songs have become uh mm. how you know you you should probably dislike me for singing the song in the first place but the fact that you care about that just further proves my point so it's just kind of another side project another outlet
0: oh well so so you're not the guy that put out richmond north of richmond is it no no no, <laughs> no, no, no. I wish it was. <laughs> no. actually i saw today they were trying to twist him and say that he was a biden supporter and he had to come out and oh. say oh, obviously not which was kind of funny but um yeah. so it uh um, tell us a little bit about you mentioned that uh you saw catholic family news from your your fiance, who is now now your wife so you're um you obviously got married you're traditional Catholic. Do you have some children? Tell us a little bit about your your family life. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: So uh, I met my wife uh, right around the time I started the series uh, about a year before, and then we got married within a year. Um, we have uh, seven children. Uh, we homeschool, live out here in Pennsylvania, um, attend a fraternity parish. Um, so uh, yeah, our situation's pretty good. Uh, I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah, I was not a um, died-in-the-wool traditionalist. I um, mm-hmm. we I grew up in the diocese of uh, Richmond, Virginia, which uh, you know is pretty pretty notorious. They would take all the priests in the '60s and '70s that got kicked out of their diocese. So if you think of the worst, the worst, this is where it is. This is where wow. there were wow. clown masses and you know priests wow. riding motorcycles down aisles and stuff. So. But it was because of that liturgical abuse that uh my my mother was a widow, um, and she wanted to raise us right. So, you know, she was tired of liturgical abuse. She honestly just wanted the Novus Ordo where they would, you know, uh, do the what say say the black and do the red, but you oh. know, that was nearly impossible. So uh she went to the Latin mass because she said I was just sick of liturgical abuse and that's it. Um, which is you know. It's kind of a roundabout way of getting people to go to Latin Mass. Uh, they get a lot of attendees uh, at the, um, mm-hmm. the church in uh, Chesapeake because of that, because they just people are just tired of the abuse. Yeah, it's um, interesting. So anyway, I was yeah. a, a I was lot not uh, dyed was... in the wool, but um, right. but when I met my wife, uh, she started, you know, kind of I read the Jesuits and then I read the <laughs> uh, Pope St. Christ the uh, Tenth's encyclical on modernism. And then Pius the Ninth's uh, syllabus of errors, and I'm, I'm thinking to myself, well, the syllabus of errors. You can. It's hard to even figure out. Like, are they saying this is what's okay and what's not okay? <laughs> because that's how bad catechism says become. <laughs> so when you realize all this stuff is not okay, then you say to yourself, "I must change the way that I live."
0: Mm. No, and it's it's very true. It's interesting people's paths to. I mean, there's, you know, very few people now who are whatever you could die in the wool or original traditionalists. I mean, many, many, mm. it's grown so much since the the initial band of those. So everyone has their kind of own root and what different things, lead different people to it is always uh, interesting. But who knows, maybe you could do a little comic strip illustration of the syllabus of errors. Explain. Oh, that'd be an idea. Each, each, each uh, little pictorial representation of each of the the errors. Mm. Well, yeah. excellent. Well, good luck uh, at the Catholic Identity Conference as well, meeting people. Uh, if any of our viewers are going to be there, again, certainly uh, we'd encourage you to uh, to look for George. Again, if you're not going to be there, though, uh, here is his website, right? Uh, which is totkastudio.com, and I'll put that, again, that link um, in there in the uh, video below. But uh, thank you. Again, this is Uh, So much more, you know, as as Michael Davies always used to say, the the men of the Western uprising in England always used to say, it's the mass that matters. But Mm -hmm. you you go on to explain, but it's, you know, it's more than the mass. Once you get the mass, you realize the mass is this sort of nexus that pulls all of these things, you know, doctrine and but but even culture and art and um, things together. And it sort of is is the, the linchpin that holds them all together. And so we really do need. People like yourself to take over, uh, and, and all of these areas, whether it's Doctor Kwasniewski with music, or as you said, you know, comic comic strips is something that you know Catholics need to sort of reappropriate back uh, to build the culture. Because if you just bring your children to mass and okay, we're going to sit in mass for an hour, and now you're done. It's 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 not that's not really sowing seeds for for a lifetime of Catholicism. So thank you for your contribution uh, towards that effort. Yeah, thank you for having me on your show. Great. Thank you. And uh, for all of you joining, if you've enjoyed this, in addition to supporting George and his his work and his resources, uh, please help us by forwarding this video, liking it, subscribing to our various audio and video podcast channels, and as always, considering a subscription to Catholic Family News. Who knows, just like George, you could read an article. We have an article on St. John Yudas and last month. Uh, that, that might inspire you with an idea like this of a particular apostolate or a calling God may have for you. So, uh, you know, as these issues go out each month, you never know what, what they'll bring about. So uh, maybe his story will inspire you to subscribe. You can follow the link or call the 800 number at the end of this video. So thank you, everyone. We'll see you next time and uh, may God bless you.